Welcome, everybody, to the DC Tweet Team podcast. And this is your post-game show. I am your host, Andy. I am privileged to say, as always, I am joined by DC Tweet Team founding member, Maurice Hawkins. Maurice, good day to you, sir. Good day, mate. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm okay, mate. Obviously, we're here sitting talking about a 31-17 uh, defeat to the Ravens yesterday. Um, Maurice, what's your initial thoughts before we get into stats and everything like that? What are your initial thoughts uh, a few hours removed from the game? Well, I think that anybody that had any uh, football knowledge anticipated that this was going to be a challenging game for the Washington football team. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are clearly the class of the AFC. Uh, you know, having Lamar Jackson was a flagship quarterback last year's most valuable player in the National Football League. And, you know, the team is really trying to figure itself out. There's a lot of um, places that need uh, a lot of positions that need to be addressed uh, that Coach Rivera is looking intently at. And, you know, I think we saw some progress to a certain degree, uh, especially with Haskins. But uh, I think that I would say that the result is not surprising. If anything, it was probably anticipated despite everyone hoping for the best for the Washington football team. But now that we've gotten that game behind us, you know, we need to take an honest look at, you know, how do we need to improve, uh, get some players to step up, and hopefully we can uh, get a win next week. Yeah, hopefully, my friend. I mean, obviously, there's, the main talking point, again, is Dwayne Haskins. I, I cannot tell you how much my Twitter blew up last night when I dared defend the man. I mean, right. let's just look at it. Uh, 32 for 45, uh, 314 yards. Uh, had a touchdown himself. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your views on how Dwayne played yesterday, Maurice? I mean, I kind of thought it, I saw improvement there. Yes, it wasn't the deep ball passing that we all wanted, but when he did do it, he pulled it off to Terry McLaurin. Um, right. I I saw improvement with Dwayne yesterday, but my friend, the amount of comments that I got on social media last night, obviously you only got a look at Twitter. Wow. There's people still, they wanted him gone after like the second quarter. They don't want him to play next weekend. I mean, mm. I'm not quite sure what some Washington fans want. I mean, what were your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins yesterday, Maurice? Well, I think, I think number one is that if you were looking for improvement from last week's game, uh, Dwayne did that. So mm-hmm. he, he, had, he had a better completion percentage than he had the previous week. He didn't turn the ball over than the previous week. Um, you know, passing over 300 yards. I mean, that's definitely a good place to be. Uh, you know, he led some scoring drives. You know, here's the thing, right? If, if you are a Washington football team fan and your expectation is for Dwayne Haskins to be Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, then you're going to be disappointed this season because Dwayne Haskins is, is nowhere near that level of quarterback proficiency, right? This is a new offense uh, that he's learning. This, this is the second offense that he's had to learn um, in two years in the NFL. And this is an evaluation period for Dwayne Haskins and Ron Rivera, right? And there has to be some degree of quarterback development in your, in your first-round pick. Now, I look at other QBs around the league. Uh, I look at Sam Darnold with the Jets. He's struggling. He's been in the league three years. Yep. Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. He's struggling. He's in his second year. Um, so everyone has, like, the standard. They'll pick the anomaly, and they'll say, oh, well, when Ben Roethlisberger came in the league, he was great his first year. Or when Tom Brady came in the league, he was great his first year. Yeah, there's a lot of situations that go into that. 
uh, they were in, in, in better environments than Dwayne has. Like, I'm not making excuses for Dwayne because he has to perform. He's a pro quarterback, and the expectation is to win games. But, again, I think we're a bit disillusioned if our expectation is that Dwayne Hassan is going to come out there and he's automatically going to be the second coming of Johnny Unitas, Joe <laughs> Namath. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what Washington fans expect. I mean, all I like, we all knew this season was going to be a tough season. Don't get me wrong; we all thought we might be doing a little bit better, but it is a mm-hmm. it is a progression season. And yesterday's performance in Dane Haskins. I mean, some of the comments were, "Well, I could throw a checkdown pass." That's already done all game. You know, what I mean, what they're not going to take after last weekend. They're not going to take too many risks with him, are they? You know, what I mean, he was moving the chains, he was moving right. the ball, he didn't turn mm-hmm. it over. Yes, they weren't flashy, like 90-yard bombs down the field to Terry McLaurin. We saw that once, and that was a great play, by the way. But mm-hmm. what are, I, I'm not quite sure what people are expecting. Like you said, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Drew Brees. You, I think we just have to be patient with this young fella. I mean, the amount of people yesterday were like, Carl Allen has to start next Sunday. I'm like, if you think Carl Allen is going to come into this team and be better than Dwayne Haskins, you are, you are sorely mistaken. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you know, here's the thing, right? So Dwayne Haskins went 32 for 45, 314 yards, right? Mm-hmm. He passed but the ball to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers. Mm-hmm. He targeted seven. We targeted eight receivers. Seven of them actually caught the ball. Yep. Of the seven, six had more than one reception. So not only did he give Terry McLaurin his touches to he had 10 receptions or 118 yards, he also spread the ball around. McKissick did well for him. Um, you know, he had seven receptions for 40 yards. Antonio Gibson did well, had four receptions for 82 yards, had tremendous yards after the catch, 20.5 yards yeah. after the catch. Um, you had Dontrell Inman, you know, he had four targets, 29 yards. Isaiah Wright, four targets, 20 yards. You know, Cam Sims, two targets, two receptions, 17 yards. So he spread the ball around. He didn't turn the ball over. You know, he led some scoring drives. This is a work in progress, right? And I understand, like, believe me, I'm right there with the fans. Like, we, they want a winner, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think that what we have to understand, because, you know, we're the D.C. tweet team, so we spend a lot of time on Twitter. Twitter is not necessarily representative of the real world. People go on Twitter to vent, to moan, to be angry, to be upset. Uh, give you a classic example. When we won the first game against the Eagles, right? Yeah. People say, oh, Dwayne Haskins wasn't playing well. And that was a win. Yeah. <laughs> that was a win, right? So now we've, we've had some, um, some, some, struggle, uh, some struggle games. Like Arizona is an improved team. I mean, Kyler Murray and their air raid offense is a lot better than we thought it was going to be in, in year two. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns are three and one. You saw what they did to Dallas yesterday. Um, so that, they're, they're not an anomaly. You know, and then uh, yesterday we played one of the best teams in the National Football League, the Baltimore Ravens, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, who probably one of the most dynamic players in all of the National Football League. So you could, I mean, this, this, these first four games were a bit tougher than people thought. I think we're going to win some games, but again, you can't make these projections at the beginning of the season. Oh, I think the Washington football team is going to go five, five and eleven, six and ten. Um, seven and nine. Five and, and eleven might get you out of the east at this rate. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and and then they lose some games. It's like, oh my god, bench, um, bench Haskins, bench Haskins. Like, and I think that when people make that statement about benching Dwayne Haskins, that's like the poor man's 
football analyst, right? Yeah. You're put you're putting all of the issues of the Washington football team on one player. Yeah. And that's Dwayne Haskins, right? So we're not talking about the poorest play at the offensive line. We're not talking about blown coverages with the secondary. Uh, we're not talking about how the defense did not contain uh, um, Lamar Jackson, who basically ripped us apart. You know, he had that, that monster run uh, for the touchdown score. So there's other factors tied to the team's loss other than just drilling on Dwayne Haskins every day. I get it. People want a quarterback that throws the ball up. The quarterback is the marquee position in the National Football League, and we want a quarterback that's putting up monster numbers so we can beat our chest and we want to win games. I get it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington football team, and I'm going to use the R word, and it's not Redskins, they're they're rebuilding. Yes. The Washington football team is rebuilding. That's why we have a new coach. That's why we have a new team president. That's why we have a new senior vice president of media content, okay? The whole team is, re- is rebuilding. We, we, we don't even have the same name anymore. So everything is under construction with the Washington football team. And if you're patient and if you're a loyal fan, you'll stick with the process. And if you say you trust um, Coach Rivera, then trust Coach Rivera. Give the man a chance to install his team. You're like, we need to, to in order to effectively evaluate how successful uh, this team is going to be, it's going to be 2022. Because this year, they're going to struggle. Yeah. And you need to be prepared for that. Yeah. What did you make, Maurice? Brett, good points well made, actually. I 100% agree with you on everything you just said. The only thing I'll question yesterday, and a, a lot of people we were tweeting back with before, you know, it's like live game tweeting. It's always fun and games. Mm. Scott Turner yeah. yesterday, what did you make of some of his calls, Maurice? I remember a play, like everyone's getting on Haskins' back. Some mm. of the plays drawn up yesterday, I think it was uh, the first quarter, second quarter, maybe. Uh, third and 18, third and 19, we run this stupid draw play. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking some of the calls yesterday, Haskins wasn't helped at all, whether it was, you know, a, a pass or a rush. Some of mm-hmm. Scott Turner's calls yesterday were very questionable in my eyes. I don't know what you think. Well, one could argue that Scott, Tur- Scott Turner is calling a conservative game plan because he's trying to protect his quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe what he's trying to do is that I, maybe, I think – and nobody wants to admit this because everyone says we're, we're, we play to win the game. You know, the famous uh, um, a line, I think, from uh, I guess we get the, the old um, New York Jets coach. Um, but I think what he's doing is he's calling a conservative game plan because he's trying to what develop Dwayne Haskins. Right. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I think that, you know, maybe Dwayne can't make all the plays right now. You know, I think that we have forgotten that when we draft these young players, you know, there is a certain level of development that goes into the game. And maybe say, okay, we're going to lose this game, but I'm going to coach you on situations that will help you in future games looking down the road. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we've only played four games, Mm -hmm. 25% of the the season. We still got 75% of the season to go. There's an opportunity for the team to turn it around and get some some quality wins. you know, I think that we've played some really um, tough opponents right now. Uh, I, I think the Cleveland team has definitely been a, was a lot tougher than people thought. Uh, what they did to Dallas yesterday definitely um, reaffirmed that in my mind. So, but I think the key thing is that people need to be patient. They need to understand that this team is rebuilding. That Coach Rivera is not going to be um, persuaded by angry Twitter followers in how he's going to coach this team and how he's going to develop Dwayne Haskins. And I think from Coach Rivera's standpoint, as long as he can say there's improvement, 
and he see that Dwayne is committed to learning the game and improving his craft, I think he's going to stick with him. Yeah, I mean, before we get on to like Ron Rivera's uh, press conference, one shining light yesterday I thought was absolutely superb. Game ball all day long. Antonio Gibson, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his rushing yards, uh, 13, yard, uh, 13 rushes for 46 yards, one TD, uh, four and it receptions, four receptions for 82 yards. How impressed were you of Antonio Gibson yesterday? He was a, he was a shining light for me in, you know, what was a... Not a, a, a poor performance, but obviously not one of our better performances. How pleased were you with Antonio Gibson? Oh, he's absolutely um, becoming that Swiss Army knife weapon that he was, uh, you know, you know, heralded when he was drafted. So, I mean, when you can, you know, you know, carry the ball 13 times for 46 yards, and then you can get four receptions for 82 yards. The thing about Gibson is that when that guy gets in space, he's a problem. Yeah, he's gone. You know? So, and I think what we're doing right now, because again, like what people got to understand, like this team doesn't have chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have a pre, we didn't have a preseason. Uh, so there wasn't a chance to see what these players could do in the game time situation when the games didn't matter. So everything is live fire right now. And you're starting to, and Scott Turner is starting to see what he has out there. I mean, clearly, you know, Antonio Gibson is a weapon that can, can get you from the backfield or, in the um, the passing game, so that's going to give us greater versatility. And he's a legit number two option offensively to what Terry McLaurin does. Um, you know, McLaurin had 118 yards um, receiving. Uh, Gibson had 82 yards receiving. So uh, that's you know, I think that is an opportunity for uh, Scott Turner and Dwayne Haskins to develop that chemistry with the, with these players like Gibson and put them in opportunities to be successful. It's a it's a long football season, um, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I think Gibson is definitely demonstrating that he's uh, all of the praise that he received uh, when he was drafted was well deserved. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he he definitely stood out for me. I thought he was he was head and shoulders above every single other person on our on our team yesterday. Uh, defensive side of the ball, Maurice. What were what impressed you? What were you worried about yesterday? I thought uh, Bostic, Landon Collins had decent games. Uh, what are you thinking on the defensive side of the ball? It was obviously no Chase Young. Ryan Kerrigan stepped into that position. Um, right. I thought we did okay. There were some very questionable calls when uh, Kerrigan and I think it was Sweat went on the on the field for one play together. I wasn't quite sure what we were doing there. But what did you think think on the defensive side of the ball yesterday, Maurice? Would you, obviously with no Chase Young. Well, you know, it was good to see John Bostick really step up and be the leader in tackles. Uh, you know, he had six tackles, um, eight assistant tackles. Um, so, you know, I mean, definitely becoming like that leader with our, with our linebacker core, which is chiefly important. Uh, also, like the depth uh, with our D-line. I mean, the fact that we lost Ioannidis uh, for the season and then, you know, Chase Young's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think Chase could have played if need be, but I think the team is being – cautious with him yeah i think um, because, he'll be back this weekend i think yeah so and that's and that's important because that's the long-term investment and everything like that but i mean definitely some flashes of brilliance on the defensive side of the ball yesterday but again we got to clean some things up uh lamar jackson does that to a lot of teams so were you worried um, when we didn't have kerrigan and sweat on the field for that lamar jackson touchdown that was i was i was baffled by that yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't get that out. I mean, you know, you definitely want to have your best athletes out there at all times when you're playing a guy like Lamar Jackson. I mean, I mean, the guy, I mean, he had like, you know, you know, seven carries of 53 yards. He was averaging uh, 7.6 yards um, per run. You know, like, I mean, he's a weapon. Um, 
I mean, he was definitely like the most dynamic player on the field yesterday for both teams. So, um, you know, we've had this game with Baltimore. We've gotten behind it. They got it behind us, and now we just got to move forward and see what we can do in our upcoming matchups. Yeah, I mean, moving forward to uh, Ron Rivera's press conference, obviously he was asked a lot of questions about Dwayne Haskins. Um, mm-hmm. He said he had his moments. Uh, he loved the deep ball to Terry McLaurin. He was mm-hmm. disappointed when he tested him on that fourth down play. What did you make on uh, our quarterback being tested there? A lot of people are thinking, well, just kick the field goal here. And we're kind of still in the game. You know, it's a three-score game mm-hmm. at the time. But Ron Rivera admitted uh, he wanted to test the young fella and see what he could do. And he, he come up short. What do you make of our coach testing Dwayne Haskins there? Would you rather that we took the points? Or are you, are you glad that it's uh, Ron Rivera kind of wanted to see where Haskins was at? I'm... I'm kind of 50-50. There was still quite a bit of game time left. I would rather have just kick the field goal and then maybe had a stop and then try and go down the field and score myself personally. But obviously, I'm not here to question Ron Rivera. He knows a lot more than me. What was your whole take on te- testing Dwayne there on the fourth down play? Uh, you know, we're, you know, it's fourth and goal. And obviously, we come up short. Well, I think that, number one, Coach Rivera wants to build that rapport with his quarterback to say, I trust you to execute that. Now that's a gamble. That's why they call him riverboat run. You know, when, when you, when you go for it on fourth down and you get it like, Oh, run, you did a great job. And then when you go for it and you don't get it, it's like, Oh, run, that wasn't a good, a good idea. But I think in Ron's defense, you know, he's thinking long-term. He's thinking about, I want to develop my quarterback. I want to give this guy the skills to be successful long-term. And I don't, I don't think Ron is really, looking at 2020 from the standpoint of this is a team that's really challenging for a Super Bowl. I think what Ron is doing is evaluating his talent, seeing what he has to work with, and seeing what he's going to have to do to improve this team next year. Uh, I think that people, I know that's a very weird way of looking at the 2020 season, and some fans are not going to accept that, and I get that. But this is an evaluation year, and I think for Coach Rivera, he said what he, he meant, that he wanted to give his quarterback an opportunity. He wanted to trust him and see if he could do in a fourth down play. Um, Dwayne didn't execute on that, um, but that's a lesson learned, you know, and hopefully maybe the next time Dwayne's in that situation, he can lean on this experience today, yesterday with the Ravens in that fourth down situation, and hopefully he can execute. Um, you know, I, I, I just believe in being patient right now with Dwayne and the team overall. Um, I know people don't want to hear that, but that's just how I feel. What did you make to Rivera's comments? He finished up the interview. I uh, can't remember who asked him. They were like, is Dwayne your man going into next weekend's game? He mm-hmm. said, "He said at the start of the week, he said, coming into uh, training, obviously on Monday or Tuesday, whenever they get back. Yep, Dwayne's mm-hmm. our man, and we'll see how the week develops. We will see what happens. Mm-hmm. To me... I, Alarm bells kind of started ringing now. I was thinking, oh, he's not like if that was, you know, if he's dead set on Dwayne starting next Sunday, he'll be like, yes, 100% mm-hmm. Dwayne is starting next week. But he was like, we'll see what happens. He'll come in, he'll train, and, you know, we'll kind of take it from there. So obviously, all these Haskins haters out there are probably thinking, well, is Rivera 100% on Haskins? I mean, I, I am. I, I, want the, mm-hmm. I want to see the young fella given a chance. You know what I mean? Everyone has to remember he's only played 10 NFL games. Right. 10. You know, this is his 10th game. He is learning. Like you've said, Maurice, no preseason, no OTAs, nothing this uh, right. this close season. So the poor fella is literally learning on the fly and we have to be patient with him. But what, sure. did, what did you make to uh, that uh, to uh, Mr. Rivera's comments there? 
I wouldn't take too much stock into that. I think that's Coach Rivera in the moment has probably gotten tired of hearing all the questions about Dwayne mm-hmm. and his lack and his lack of performance. I mean, I think Dwayne. The reason why everyone's dripping on everything that Dwayne does is because you know that's the hot story. The quarterback is struggling. The quarterback is struggling. So anytime a quarterback is struggling, that's what the local sports media is going to pounce on. You know, because he's the quarterback. The quarterback is the marquee position, and you know, a lot of. Um, of NFL insiders, especially within the uh, D.C. metropolitan area, they they know that uh, Coach Rivera is probably giving Dwayne a little bit more uh, rope than some other coaches would give. But again, Coach Rivera is not in the same situation as other coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in a situation where he, he's got latitude, he has the full confidence of the owner to install his program. And I think that this is a week-to-week situation. Now, Coach Rivera decides that, okay, I'm going to give Kyle Allen a chance. You know, if he makes a decision that, okay, Dwayne's a bust and I'm going to go with Kyle Allen and then we'll get rid of Dwayne next year and draft another quarterback, mm. then so be it. But I don't think we're at that point right now. I think you, I think in order for you to determine if Dwayne's a success or a bust, then you got to uh, wait and, uh, and see what happens. Like, I'll give you an example, right? Troy Aikman was the number one draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys. In his first season in 1989, the Cowboys went 1-15. and 15. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only victory they have, ironically, was against the then-Washington Redskins. Uh, but then, you know, years later, Troy Aikman ends up leading, um, you know, winning three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, yeah. Peyton, Peyton Manning didn't start off gangbusters in the NFL. And you see what happened to him. Yeah. You know, um, a, lot of quarter, a lot of quarterbacks don't turn into these – you know, these monster players until later on into their careers, you know, after a couple of years being in the league. This is year two for Dwayne Haskins. And it's Dwayne his first Haskins. full year as well, really. Let's not forget, yeah. he only got thrown into the Giants game the halfway through last season. Gruden didn't right. even want to put him in then. Absolutely, absolutely. So to me, I would rather Coach uh, Rivera start Dwayne every game this season and you have a full season of tape to look at. And then you can go in the offseason and say, okay, is there is there something that, that we're working with that we can build a team around this player or we need to cut our losses and get somebody new? Because you're not going to sell me that Kyle Allen is the answer, right? Now, maybe he is. And, and if he is, then great. That's great for the team. Yeah. But I don't – What happens if he comes in and stings it up, Maurice? That's my point. A lot. I tried to make that to a few people on Twitter yeah. yesterday. What happens if Kyle Allen comes in next Sunday and stinks the joint out? What happens if right. he's, you know, he's terrible? He's not, he's not he's an okay quarterback. What do we yeah. do then? Obviously, do we put in Alex Smith or do they just say to Haskins, oh, sorry, we shouldn't have benched you. You're going back in right. the game. Like, you're our backup now. What? Right. That's what I'm trying to explain to these people. We put in Kyle Allen next Sunday. Yeah. And he's terrible. What do you then do? Go to Alex Smith? And let's be honest, that's a risk in itself, as, as right. good a story as it would be. Right. Or do you put Haskins as your backup? And if Carl Allen's throwing four interceptions, say, come the third quarter, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Do you pull him or do you keep him in? That's the point right. I'm trying to make to people. Right. I mean, the, the thing that people got to understand is that this is not, you know, you're not playing with G.I. Joes where you can just switch action figures in and out, right? The, you know, you have a quarterback that's developing chemistry with his players, um, the offensive line, the receivers. Like we just talked about at the, at the uh, beginning of the broadcast, how he targeted um, eight different receivers. Seven of them caught the ball. Six of them 
had more than one reception. Okay, he's mm. he was spreading the ball around. Yeah, he passed for three hundred yards. He didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, and to right? all these people saying that he's oh, he's he's throwing check down passes, this easy passes. What do you want him to do? Do you want Scott Turner to call up plays where he's throwing it deep and getting picked right. off five times again? Because right. that would just you know, Scott, like you said at the start of the uh, podcast, like you know, Scott Turner's not he's not. Sorry, I didn't agree with all his plays yesterday, yeah. but he's not going to throw into the wolves. Uh, pardon right. the pun, no Red Wolves, but um, right. he's not gonna yeah. he's not gonna want him to bomb the ball down the field because we saw what happened last time he done that and he got picked off five right. times in one game. So all these people saying, "Well, right. I could throw an easy check down pass. I could, you know, the the ball and the chains were moving. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what would you rather the Haskins do? Bomb it down the field and get picked off so you can all get on his back, or he throws right. a lot of check down uh, slant routes and he's moving the ball and we're still having a go at the man, right? Right. I mean, here's the thing about it. There's going to be a very a noisy, acrimonious, you know, corner of Twitter that is just not going to be happy with Dwayne Haskins. Like, it's always going to be that that audience of fans are going to say the next guy is better, you know, because you could, like you said, you could put Kyle, Kyle Allen in there and he could stink to join up. Then we say, well, let's put Alex Smith in. Let's put Alex Smith in, right? Then you put Alex Smith in and he stinks to join up. Then what? Then you're going to go back to Haskins? Mm -hmm. No. Like, to me, the best play, and people may not agree with me, but that's fine. The best play is to stick with Dwayne Haskins. Okay? You stick with Dwayne Haskins for the rest of the season. You get the full season of tape on the guy, and then you see what you're working with going into 2020. I mean, 2021. Because I can tell you right now, we got to address left tackle in the draft. Okay? Because what we have right now is not going to be sufficient. No, you know, we got to address wide receiver. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, these guys are stepping up and everything, but we need a a legit number two option to Terry McLaurin, yeah, uh, which is going to take some pressure off of him. Uh, we're going to have to address secondary. So there's some areas that we're going to have to address going into the season. But I think that people simplifying the Washington football team that the only problem with the team is Dwayne Haskins. Uh, they are totally missing the boat. And they don't understand what Coach Rivera and his staff are trying to do in 2020. Yeah, 100%. Maurice, Rome was not built in a day, as they say. We have to be, uh, we have to be patient um, with this team. Just while we're finishing up the uh, podcast, Maurice, uh, I just want to say like, full kudos to Ron Rivera yesterday. He, I understand he had a really struggling week last week. You could see him sitting down quite a lot yesterday. It took a toll on him. It is taking a toll on him. So if he somehow hears this, uh, hears, hears this broadcast, or I just want to say that fair play to the man for even being at the uh, at the stadium. I know they've done the little thing with all the cutouts to him um, yesterday. I'm sure he's hearing it all the time. But stay strong, coach. We appreciate you. And um, I thought, what even being at the game yesterday, Maurice, I thought he'd done amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, sometimes there's um, different victories uh, in this whole game of football, and I think the fact that Coach Rivera, you know, is you know, is scraping enough power and energy so he can be on the sidelines for his team and lead those men into battle. I mean, that's a win within itself, and uh, and I think that a lot of the team is learning for that. I I just I just want fans to be patient. I know they're not patient. I know they're ready to win now. But football is not uh, microwave popcorn. It takes time to build a winning football team. Um, and this is his first year. Give the man a chance to put a, his program in place 
and let's see what happens. But yeah, I'm with you, uh, Rivera Strong. Yeah, Rivera Strong, and that's it. That's my message to all the Washington fans. Stay patient. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, we're going to send angry tweets on a Sunday. Believe me, I got a lot of them yesterday in my inbox. I have a tin hat on. I can take it. But um, Maurice, thank you so much for uh, doing the uh, the podcast with me today. I know you are a very busy man over there across the pond. Um, this has been the DC Tweet Team podcast. I am your host, Andy. Maurice, thank you, my friend, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.